1: Visit Rob Black online
0: at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I have a big event coming up Thursday evening the 10 pillars of retirement income planning. Part of an income planning strategy is also knowing about your estate and your legacy and recent rulings and law and how they might affect your portfolio. Well, your net worth. Joining me now, Michelle Lerman from Lerman Law. How are you, Michelle?
1: Great. How are you?
0: Good. So you're going to be coming to the Burlingame Doubletree by Hilton Hotel Thursday evening. People can sign up for the event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. One of the things you're going to be talking about are property taxes. Um, Again, you have a nest egg. It has to last till the day you die, and... Property taxes will probably keep going up until the day you die. What do we need to know?
1: Well, property taxes are governed quite significantly by by the uh, Prop 13. Probably most people have heard of Prop 13, that property taxes stay low until basically people think that until you sell your property. But what pa- people may not know is something like their home that they live in. They want to make sure when they pass away that that property tax on the home doesn't go up and proper estate planning can can really affect whether in fact it goes up or not so we're going to talk about some pitfalls and easy ways to make sure that property taxes don't go up uh, just because you've passed away
0: one of the mistakes i typically see on a regular basis it's a mistake of love it's when someone who owns a house is starting to age maybe not so well and they put their child on the title. What do we need to know about co-signing on a loan, putting someone on title, some of the mistakes people might make?
1: That's a huge mistake, putting a child on title, because when you own your home, a lot of people have owned their home for a really, really, really long time. They've lived in their home. They bought it, and the value was so low. The purchase price was so low when they bought it. But now it's worth triple, quadruple, sometimes even more what they paid for it. It's not uncommon. Clients come to me and they paid 50000 for their house, and it's now worth a million. When people pass away, the uh, home gets what's called a step-up in income tax basis. And that's just a fancy word for saying that if your kids wanted to sell the home, they don't pay any capital gains tax on the sale. Because even though it's increased in value, and even though there's a gain, a paper gain, when someone dies, the taxes are readjusted. So it's a really good thing to keep assets with your name on the title when you pass away, so that you take advantage of that uh, what what's referred to as a full step up in the income tax basis.
0: How about the idea of giving someone an option to buy? increasing the property taxes, like if you kind of make a deal on the side? Is that what we're talking about as a mistake?
1: Well, that is actually um, a, a problem because people think, well, then I won't sell or put my, my child on, on title. What I'll do is I'll just give someone the option to purchase and that actually is caught creates a problem with property tax. I mean there's so many nuances. People think, "Oh, estate planning, it's just about probate and probate court and what happens if I die." But it's actually about income tax, property tax, and if you give someone an option to purchase your property during your lifetime, if the assessor finds that the person you gave the option to is economically compelled to buy that could be construed as in fact a sale it's a sale disguised as an option so there's there's lots that you can do to to get it wrong but it's actually so easy once you understand the rules and get the guidance to make sure that you do it right
0: sounds good this is stuff you'll be talking about at the seminar Thursday night in Burlingame you are a lawyer with Lerman Law you do estate planning Let's talk about leaving a house to your kids, and then one of them buys out the other. After you die, property tax ramifications. We just put my mom in a home, five boys, one daughter, and I could already tell the house is a big issue for one brother.
1: Mm. Well, if, you, if your mother were to pass away and leave the mm-hmm. house equally to all of you, and if you go ahead and you take title to all, all of you, how many siblings? Six total. Six. Okay, so let's say that you leave your house, one-sixth to each of you, and then the one uh, brother or sister?
0: One brother has the problem.
1: Okay, so let's say that the one brother now wants the house. So what's a common mistake is that all of the kids will then agree, fine, that one brother will buy out the other five siblings. That creates a change of ownership because there is no sort of exception for a transfer between siblings. So once the siblings all take title, one-sixth, one-sixth, you know, everyone gets a sixth, and then the one son buys out the rest, that triggers property taxes going up because that's a change of ownership right from sibling to sibling and there was no exception the right way to do that is instead of transferring everything one sixth to do and i'll talk about this more it's called a non-prorata allocation and it's a fancy word for just saying give the house to the one your your brother who wants it uh, the trustee would take out a loan on the house so that there is equity, there is money in the bank in the trust bank account distribute the money to the other siblings and the house to the one sibling and that uh, is a way currently under the current rules to avoid property taxes going up
0: How about another concept of estate planning income tax concerns at death it's something that is terribly offensive when my dad died 20 plus years ago I remember, like, oh, wow, we have death taxes. What do we need to know?
1: Well, income taxes is a huge concern because many – and this actually it's, – it's very much of a woman's issue because women statistically live seven years, I think it is, longer than than their spouse. And many couples have a plan that was done years ago before the laws were changed – and they have an ongoing trust for the surviving spouse when assets are put in the type of ongoing trust that many many spouses have and then the surviving spouse later dies they could cause a huge tax problem that could have been avoided by simply revising the trust and revising the type of ongoing trust that the surviving spouse has again the rules aren't difficult it's just so many people aren't aware that there's been this huge change in the law and an estate plan isn't something you do once and then put away. It's it's the laws have changed drastically just in the last few years, and it's critical to take the plan out and and make sure it's income tax efficient.
0: Thanks very much. That's state planning attorney Michelle Lerman. You can find her at LermanLaw.com. That's LermanLaw.com. She's excellent at what she does. An estate plan is a must-needed document in retirement in the state of California, especially. Most states for sure, but California, if you own a piece of property, you want an estate plan for sure. Um, Especially with the crazy increases that we've seen in costs in the Bay Area, as well as all of California. People, I think, ultimately end up making themselves not rich. One of the things you can do to make yourself rich is figure out another way to create income in retirement. This is one of the things we're gonna be talking about at the event, I'm gonna be talking about dividend stocks and some stocks that I own and why I own them. Michelle's going to be talking estate planning. Chad's going to be talking um, how to build a portfolio low interest rate environments or so security of benefits, uh, stock market corrections in retirement, bond alternatives. But uh, one of the things I'm going to be talking about is creating another job where it's not really a job. When you own dividend stocks, they pay you to own them. And I hope that is the simplest way of explaining this because I think it is, but um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, sometimes I feel like I'm going in circles. A um, couple things you can't do in retirement is have credit card debt. I think you know if your budget allows you to have your mortgage still, that's fine. My mother still has her mortgage, and like I said, we put her into a retirement home recently. And what was her mortgage will soon be her retirement home cost. Um, the family is prepping to sell her home. Again, it wasn't like the Black Manor. You know, it wasn't anything that any of us really want to hold on to except for my brother Clint, um and that's okay um i love him and you know i i get why some people kind of want that um he lives in the area he visited her a lot and there's a lot of stuff in the property that you know he was storing there um something you can't do and this is what makes people poor is if you spend more than 25 percent of your net income on housing costs and that includes rent, mortgage, real estate, taxes, utilities, insurance, repairs, and maintenance. So much of your money is already going elsewhere. Let's just assume 15% goes to food. Let's assume 20% goes to the federal government. Um, so that's 35. 10% goes to the state, 45. Um, and then you get Social Security taxes. You know, that's not only 48, 49. Uh, disability taxes, things along those lines. You can't add on you know, 50% of your income on housing costs, then you have no entertainment. You've got no, you know, wiggle room. You've got no savings. I want you to save 15% of your money. And that, you know, according to just very generous tax numbers that I gave you, would now put you at 65% already spent before you put anything into your house. Um, That's why some people get poor. If you spend money on gambling, you're probably going to get poor. If you spend more than 5% of your income on vacations, you're probably going to end up poor. Um, if you go over the top on giving gifts, you're probably getting up poor big event coming up Thursday night in Burlingame at the Hilton hotel by San Francisco airport, the Doubletree Hilton hotel, San Francisco airport. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com this Thursday.